Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to shout out our social media accounts. So follow us on uh, Facebook, The OKS Podcast. Uh, go follow us on Instagram at The OKS Podcast 2019. And Twitter at OKS Podcast. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The OKS Podcast. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Logan. And today we uh, we have a special guest on the show, uh, a good friend of mine, Brooks Harrison, all the way from Winchester, Kentucky. Welcome to the yep. show, Brooks. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm a bit excited yeah. about this. Uh, it's finally my time to shine. Yeah, finally. He uh, messaged me last night and or commented on our our post. Said, "When's my turn to be on the show?" And I said, "How about tomorrow?" <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I felt never, but it's whatever. That's <laughs> nah, all right. I only roomed with Logan for what three years. I think yeah, I, I got like a little bit of time to shine. So y'all yeah. go back. Yeah. yeah. You wanna? Because Logan's been in college for about forty-five years or something like that. Only. Yeah, he's taking a victory lap for the victory. Yeah. Lap. <laughs> I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking the double victory lap. I'm gonna have my master's before he's done with his undergrad. Probably. <laughs> Can we Next be done? Winter. December? Oh, I'll beat you. I'll beat you. <laughs> By semester. I'll be done in oh. May. So, uh, Brooks, if you want to tell us a little bit about what you do. Right. Uh, yeah, so long story short, I've had the roller coaster of a year. Uh, I guess maybe the past two years have been kind of a roller coaster. I uh, graduated Moorhead State um, back, in the, back in the fall. And then um, – well, I guess that would be spring, May. So I guess I graduated there. Uh, jumped into a job after college. I was an insurance agent for about six or seven months. Um, had a great boss. Had a great job. It was a really good setup. But I really just didn't feel like it was my place. Um, I didn't feel like I was, like, in the right spot. I just always had that feeling in the back of my mind that, you know, I kind of chased some money or um, was doing something just because, you know, mm-hmm. I thought it was what I was supposed to be doing. Uh, moved back home, did all of that. Um, but then, let's see, about three months ago, I was in contact with my old friends at – I was a manager at Moorhead State Basketball. So I was in contact with them, and one of the assistant coaches from Moorhead, J.T. Burton, um, got the head coaching job down at Tuscaloom University. It's a Division two school in Greenville, Tennessee. It's like an hour east of Knoxville. And uh, I've always wanted to coach. My grandpa is a Hall of Fame football coach and a football player at Center College. Um, you know, I've kind of been around him my whole life. And I really feel like coaching or working with sports is really my calling. I really like being around the youth, um, helping kids grow, seeing like their development, um, whether that's on the court, on the field, or, you know, as a person outside of that, because there's a lot more to just sports. Um, I've realized that recently with uh, the virus shutting everything down. It's been kind of hard. Um, so, yeah, I gave JT Burton a call, and it was a situation to where, you know, they had to let go of their coaches, just, you know, got in a little bit of trouble. But, you know, he was an opportunity. He said, you know, we need help, but are you ready for this? And if you don't know JT, he expects a lot out of you, but he's always got your back. And, like, even if I told him tomorrow, like, hey, coach, coaching isn't for me, like, we'd still be friends till the end. Uh, he's just one of those guys that doesn't take anything personal but expects a lot of staff. So, past – three or four months. I joined mid-season, so that was kind of tough. Um, had to get accepted by the players pretty much. 
Um, just kind of joining a whole new team. Just right in the middle of the season was kind of different. Um, as soon as I got there, we went on a four-game losing streak. Um, mm. So that was kind of rough. I got blamed for that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's where I'm at. We finished out the strong or the season strong, though. We finished fourth in our division. Um, JT, that was his second season. Before he got there, they hadn't had a winning season in 10 years. Wow. So we got to the final four of the conference, almost made the NCAA tournament. If we wouldn't have dropped some of those games throughout the season, we probably would have got a bid to the NCAA tournament. But it got canceled anyway. So yeah. it's kind of rough. But next year, we've got a lot of potential. We just got in a few good recruits that designed with us. Uh, our returners are great. We had a freshman on the all-freshman team. And then the year before last, Coach had uh, the freshman of the year. So we got a young team that's got a lot of potential. And hopefully cool. we can win some ball games and hopefully a few tournaments. Oh, that's exciting. It's awesome. It's, uh, it's uh, good to look it's forward to the future. It's a nice, or it's a nice future to look forward to. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we're excited. Uh, um, it's contract year for coach, so we gotta we gotta make some magic happen. <laughs> some games. Which Moorhead hasn't been to the NCAA tournament. I think they only ever went once. Was it? Is whenever Ken Fareed played? Was that the only I think. Time they've been? I think they've been twice. Was it? Is it Maybe, twice? But that's the only recent one. Yeah. yeah, I know that, and they won. They beat Louisville on that uh, last second shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Logan knows all about that. Yeah, but that's I think that's a big picture in the stadium. Yeah, that's a that's um, a picture Logan keeps on his wall, low key. Honestly, it's kinda like, like uh, it's kind of like the Leitner shot from UK. <laughs> of course, it's on TV every single day now. <laughs> yeah, literally, because <laughs> there's no um, basketball on. I remember – I actually remember watching the game, the the Moorhead Louisville game. And I was thinking, you know, I knew mom and dad. I was pro- – we were probably in eighth grade, Bruce, Yeah, probably. I think. Yeah. Um, maybe freshman year of high school. Well, maybe. Um, and I knew mom and dad both graduated from Moorhead, so I was familiar with the school. And I was like, you know, if Louisville had to get beat by anyone in this tournament, I'm glad it was them, honestly. Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ken Free was an animal, dude. Yeah. That man. He's he still the leading rebounder in the NCAA. He you only know, played three years. Yeah. So, wow. I mean. Is he, is he in the league anywhere? Uh, I don't think he is right now, actually. No, I think he plays overseas, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But it was just like this past summer, this past offseason, is whenever he signed like overseas, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Yeah. But he played for the Nuggets for, oh, God, how many seasons? Went to the yeah. Olympics and everything. Yeah. yeah. He was insane. He was really good. And, like, if he doesn't come back, at least he had a good career in the NBA. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Respect. I mean, he's – whatever – honestly, at least it's just me, maybe. But whatever I think of Denver, like the Nuggets, I think of Kenneth Reed. Yeah. Maybe that's just – now, you know, now it's going to Murray. He's kind of a new franchise guy. Oh yeah, he is. He's on. He's on really well. He, him, along with obviously you got to say, um, what's his name? The guy that plays the Heat. Guys, name's well. Bam. Bam Adebayo turned into. Oh a yeah. Great player he's, in the NBA. Oh he definitely. He turned into something I'd not like. I knew he had potential, but he really is flourished down there. I really think it's because that system. Um, most NBA players don't want to play at Miami because uh, they expect you to be in shape. Like the coach actually coaches them. Right. Things like that. So that's why a lot of those guys don't like going to Miami. But which I mean, kind of funny. 
if you look at a lot of these like players' careers whenever they have gone to Miami, like personally yeah. to them, they've had a lot of success. Yeah, you know? I mean, you look at Dwayne Wade, and that's why he loved it. He flourished there because he's just right. like a hard worker that he had fit in. Three rings there, right? Yeah. yeah. Two with LeBron, one with Shaq. Mm-hmm. And so. That was when Shaq's on his downfall. Yeah. Was, but he got back in shape when he went there. I mean, mm-hmm. you could tell. But Yeah, they have a really good system down there. Pat Riley is was a he's a really good like overseer of all that too. So Absolutely. But yeah, man, uh it's just really cool. Like watching professional athletes. Like I've been around quite a few um, professional athletes, um, even if that's overseas guys, things like that. But really, you can tell, like, when they walk in the gym, who's who's got a chance and who doesn't. Um, right. like we, I've, I've been around – some of my most talented kids I've been around, like, haven't turned into much just because they don't have the work ethic. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, I'll give it Xavier Moon from Moorhead State. Uh, he transferred there from, I think, JUCO, junior college. Um, played for Coach Woods for a full year and I think he was there when Woods got fired and then when Preston Spradlin took over um that was Xavier Moon's senior year and him and coach Spradlin went on and won like something like 10 of the last 12 or 8 of the last 10 something crazy like that they had a great finish um and that kid right there if he's not in the NBA in the next few years I'll be surprised really he's been play- he's been playing up in London uh Canada and mm-hmm. averaging like almost 20 and 10 and 6 Something crazy. I mean, he's just – he's got – he has an uncle that played um, in the NBA. I think his name's – I can't think of his last name. His name's last name's Moon. Um, let me, let's Jackie. Let's up real quick. Jackie Moon. <laughs> That's it, dude. That, 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 that one's it. So it's like, I think it's Demario Moon. He, was, okay. he played – he was known – he played in Toronto for the Raptors. He's known for their dunks and stuff. Like, he still has, like, some of the best dunks in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Just, like, in-game dunks. It's pretty cool, though. That's awesome. I mean, uh, whenever you look at it, the um, like outside of like the NCAA and like colleges and stuff, a lot of players are really like flourishing and it's becoming a really like big opportunity for a lot of these overseas players like LaMelo Ball. He's projected to be a number one draft pick. Yeah. And yeah, um, LaMelo Ball's turned into a lot better player than I thought he would too, just because of his back. Oh, yeah. Um, Especially the, pre- the pressure that he's had on him. Like, mm-hmm. I'll give it to him. I don't like how they did things. But first off, his dad was almost the best businessman of our generation, to be honest. With oh, yeah, dude. He was so close to making so much money. He still did. But if Big Baller Brand didn't go bankrupt, like, they had a chance to go make a lot of money off of that alone. Like, really. Oh, yeah. Like, he, yeah. He hit it. He's a very good business player or a businessman. I will give that to him. But like, yeah, just he, the way that – I think it's pretty impressive how two of the three are going to be – I think successful NBA players, honestly. Right. And see, like uh, my opinion on, on um, Lonzo is that, like, he plays a really good, like, true point guard position. Yeah. Like, you know, he's sort of like – he sort of makes everyone around him better instead yeah. of him just, like, going up, pulling up from three, doing yeah. a little crossover or something. But uh, I think he's – yeah, he definitely has the potential to do very good. And then LaMelo Ball, he – him and his manager just bought out the the Australian team that he plays for. I saw that. Yeah, so it's crazy. It really is. It's nuts. But yeah. it's just like the pla- – like, I think it's crazy how today's world, it's all about the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, like a guy like Xavier Moon, like, yeah, he might be a little bit undersized. I think he's like six two or 3 and like skinny. But, like, if he had the platform that the balls had, he'd be in the NBA. Yeah. 
it's plain and simple. Like he would be a lot of guys make it based off how good they are, but a lot of guys get missed on because they're not they don't have the hype around them. They don't have mm-hmm. things like that. But it's pretty cool. Uh, I really like working for Coach Burton. I mean, guy, he's like a father figure to me, but he's also like a brother to me. It's kind of like a really good relationship we have. Mm-hmm. He expects a lot out of me. It's really helped me grow. But he's friends with quite a few professional athletes. Um, he coached at UT for a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was there when Chris Lofton was there. He's a guy from Mason County, Kentucky. Uh, he still keeps in touch with him. Uh, there's a few other ones he still keeps in touch with. I know, let me see, Josh Richardson that plays on Philadelphia now. He's, like, really close with him. He'll join. Coach will join his, like, live. He goes on Instagram live all the time. So, Coach will join, and they'll, like, go back and forth at each other. That's awesome. And, uh, like, I think Josh is, even gives him credit to, like, he became the player he was because of Coach Burton. Mm-hmm. Just wow. because Coach Burton's a player's coach. Uh, he was in charge of – he wasn't even, like, a one of the big assistants. I don't think he got to do – like, he didn't get, like – the limelight from coach at UT, but he did like a lot of behind the scenes stuff. He's in charge of like player development. Mm-hmm. So he really got like connected with the guys, stayed on top of them about like schoolwork and also like working out and stuff. But a lot of those guys just, and that's still kind of like the way he like approaches like him being a head coach. Like he still has those relationships with the guys that like head coaches don't have anymore. I mean, it's just right. like so many coaches view it as just a strict business nowadays that it's almost sickening. Like being on the mm-hmm. inside of things, like, the kid just won you five games when he missed a game-winning shot, and the guy's thinking about cutting them. Like, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's just like it's a different world. And right. That's what kind of, like, comes with the platform. And see, um, um, a lot of, like, coaches and stuff don't really understand that their relationship with their team and their players is really key to success. You know? Absolutely. And, yeah. like, look at uh, whenever the Cavaliers won the championship and they had uh, Ty Lu as the head coach. They were really, yeah. like – Talu was really close with all those players, and that really helped them push forward. Then again, you know, LeBron's an animal, but, you know. Yeah. Here's, here's something for you to think about. We got fourth in the conference. Legitimately could have got second if we didn't drop a few games. We mm-hmm. beat Queens two times, and they were the number two seed. It was the first time we've ever sweeped them in school history. Um, we beat LMU last year for the first time in school history. Um, we won the most conference games in school history this past year. And we were ranked the best defense in Division Two for a couple weeks straight. But we were bottom three in our conference in scoring. Wow. Wow. So it's like so many coaches like, oh, it's all about three-pointers. It's all about shooting. It might be, but we won a lot of games, which is how hard our guys fought. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because of the relationship that, you know, Coach Burton has with them. Like, he trusts – what guys trust him. Like, like, one of our best players didn't hardly play hardly any minutes in the tournament, the first round of the tournament game, just because we didn't need him in that situation. Mm-hmm. But he accepted it and coached from the bench and, you know, followed his role, like fell in the role and just like a lot of guys bought in and that's why we were so successful. And like now like we've got – don't get me wrong, we have so much talent on our team. Mm-hmm. But just like that relationship goes so much further than just talent. Like it's so much more than just talent. Just oh, yeah, play. definitely. It's crazy. See, like me not having, <clears throat> I guess – uh, a, a great knowledge of the inside of basketball hearing that gives me a whole new perspective mm-hmm. of like how the game works and how uh, it works together like as a whole yeah. right. it, like everything like works it, together like if I go to a high school basketball game I, don't, I sit away from everybody like when I go recruiting or anything like that because it's just like 
it's so sickening to me the way you hear like parents yelling at kids and like yeah. yelling mm-hmm. at coaches and you're just like you don't understand all the stuff that goes into it like I know yeah. people expect you to win and like they want their kid to score or stuff like that but it's just like it's just crazy but right. um but no it's like it kind of that kind of leads us into like the bible study I've been doing recently um the one I just finished I was talking to Logan about it yesterday what was that called like it was like uncommon but it was like yeah. fearless or something and then the one I just started, let me see. It's on the Bible app, by the way. It's, uh, let me see, it jumps to, it starts off in Timothy. It says fear is a lie. And it's actually for like a youth company. Like there's like different groups that make it for the app. It's actually a youth one. But like today it had like a really good verse. It was Second Timothy. Let me pull up my notes. Second Timothy 1 through 7. And it talks about like how humans were put to stand together side and side and weren't meant to be isolated. And that kind of like hits deep because of what we're in today, mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. the isolation yeah. going on. But like it goes deeper and says like, just because you're around people doesn't mean you're surrounded by people. I think it's right. the way it worded it. Yeah. And you sit there and you think and you're like, dang, like, even if you're not a spiritual person at all, and I don't want to get like all spiritual, but like you can't tell me just because you're surrounded by people, you don't feel lonely. Right. Like no exactly. one can say that. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if you believe in God or anything. Like, and I think, that's really what took me like I like my story sounds crazy some people back home like I'm back in Winchester now uh just because due to the coronavirus but like some people still don't know I'm coaching again like I just didn't tell that many people I kind of just like jumped down mm-hmm. um like my boss like I still technically work for the insurance company um working on commission and stuff and like I still have a good relationship with my boss he's a great guy but like he kind of understood where I was coming from like that's kind of a job that's just like like everybody kind of does something first that makes sense. And they get an insurance because it's a very good company and very good, like program to get in, like definitely a career, but like, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't ready for it, but like surrounded my, like I was surrounded by people, but it wasn't like my people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was just like, I felt lonely kind of kind of put me in a dark place. And like, I knew I was just doing it. Cause like, that's what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Not what I knew I was supposed to be doing. That makes sense. Right. Like, I wasn't yeah. like, helping anyone. I wasn't like, you know, but you seem to like the part, like when I came and visited you at, at, in Winchester that, that day, you seem to like the part where you were able to go around the community and like meet with people and stuff. You like that part of it. I think. Absolutely. You? Oh yeah. I loved it. And it did give me a really good, like it gave me an opportunity to get involved with a lot of things. Like that's what I really enjoyed. But like at the end of the day, it's still kind of like, I didn't have anybody with me. You know what I'm saying? It was like yeah. me versus the world. Mm-hmm. It was like, as I read through that scripture again, it said, um, you know, God gave us the power, gave us what we have. And basically it says you get your power, love and self-discipline from the spirit of God. But it's strong. It's strongest when you're surrounded by like your army is basically, cause yeah. it's talking about the war, like how Paul was building churches and things like that. And like being around coach Burton, being around Justin Chartier, and he's a really good friend of mine. He was there mm-hmm. with Ben Moorhead as well. And then also the strength coach, Christian Sisto, um, he's my age. We're past to be the youngest staff, like, in addition. Yeah. Like, we have mm-hmm. – Justin's, what, 25 or 26. I'm 23. Christian's 23. We're 22. And then we have Zach Holt. He's another great guy. He's taught me a lot. He's still younger. And then Coach Burton's only, like – he's still in his 40s. So, right. so we have to be yeah. amongst one of the youngest staffs in the nation. But he gives us a lot of trust and, like, that's like these Bible studies recently have been hitting me deep, definitely like the coronavirus and things like that. Um, and then obviously 
John three uh three thirty pops back uh in the Bible in the Bible study I was doing yesterday and that says uh he must he must become greater, I must become less. And it sounds really simple and doesn't like if you just read through the book of John, you might not stop on it. But if you sit there and think about it, it's saying like you have to get out of the way, get out of your own way to be successful. Mm-hmm. And to be like you had to get out of your way so people see God. Like that's what I've been yeah. really trying to do recently. And actually, John three thirty is so weird. Like, if I ever get a tattoo, it might be John three thirty because really? uh, the Bible study that we did in high school it was with my school newspaper, and I got to sell, I sell ads for that. So like, I think I'm meant to be out like in the community. Like I love like yeah. going and talking to people, but uh, that was what our whole Bible study was like. It was named John three thirty. Okay, like that was just the name of it. So it's like it's weird. It just keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get too spiritual, but. No, that's just like that's what's helping me get through the times you know it's good and being isolated yeah it's better than myself uh, while we're while we got the time everybody complains about not having time but now look how humbled you get when god gives you all the time in the world yeah right yeah well yeah everyone's oh i don't have time i don't have time to do that here's your time be careful what you ask for yeah yeah how many times you heard that in your life that's crazy Everything's crazy, honestly. Yeah. I, this is probably the most eye-opening experience of my life and probably of oh, a yeah. lot of people's lives. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like having so much going. Like you got to think, we had tickets to go to the SEC tournament in Nashville. We had a place booked. We have we had a place booked for Atlanta for the Final Four. It was like a big coaches conference. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, wow. I was getting ready to book mine. I was getting ready to get my tickets too. So. Yeah. It's just crazy. This blows yeah. my mind. Like. All of a sudden, nothing. Sitting on my house in Winchester. Yeah, and it seems like it hit you a lot, a lot more. I was on my than... way. I was leaving for Nashville. Like yeah, the next morning, I had my bags packed. I was going to Aaron Lee's house. Yeah, stay with. And her. then you, you called me and you said, "Well, I'm going home." <laughs> yep. <laughs> but no, if anything, if I ever have to spread any message, it's just like. Listen to like yourself and like, don't keep pushing away like signs. Like, yeah, I think if I would have stayed in insurance, I would have been happy because I would have like, I already was going to like volunteer and coach with the high school tennis team, things like that. Like I was already like doing the right things, but like, I think I really needed just that, like that switch in my life. Cause like I wasn't yeah. growing. I wasn't being disciplined. I wasn't like doing the things that I needed to be doing. Yeah. You gotta, Kinda you gotta like, grow. Got you gotta, you got to keep growing. You can't stay, can't stay a little seed for too long. You gotta, you gotta bloom to that flower. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I might end up back at home doing something, but whatever. right now, right now you're coaching basketball. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Which with this, with all this happening, I say it's hit you pretty hard because of the fact that you're not able to be out there and, Oh yeah. Do oh, we, the, the NCAA sends us like updates every day. Like we can't, like they obviously cut, shut down recruiting. We mm-hmm. can't have anyone travel to campus. We can't travel to anyone. We can't make our players like when we were still on campus. Our school tried to stay <clears> open <throat> as long as they could because we had like mm-hmm. a lot of foreigners, and it's mainly athletes at the school, and a lot of those kids just don't have a place to go home, right. or it's far away or whatever. And uh, we couldn't even have like mandatory anything with our team. Couldn't make them. They couldn't play basketball. We couldn't have mandatory study halls. We couldn't have. It was just like golly, like just all of a sudden, just 
it is what it is. But, right. but yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it hit me harder because, like, so many people have, like, stuff going on. Like, it just – I feel I feel bad. I don't – I feel bad for teams like Dayton, um, teams like ETSU. ETSU had, like, maybe the best season ever in school history. Mm-hmm. I think they lost three games. Wow. And they were about to go to the NCAA tournament. You got to think, that's what it takes from a coach to get from mid-major to, like, a big major school to make a run mm-hmm. of the tournament. Like, and they had a chance to, like, make a run. Obviously, Dayton's, like, a big school. Like, that coach probably wouldn't go anywhere else because, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, that's he's getting paid a lot and stuff right. like that. But, like, ETSU, he still gets paid well. But, like, you can't tell. Like, there's probably not many people out there like, ETSU is my dream job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Great school. Like, you know, like, it is what it is. Like, yeah. I'm grateful that I have a job, grateful that I love Tusculum. It's really been great to me. But it's like, at the end of the day, that I wake up, or when I was a kid, I was like, hey, I can't wait to go be an assistant coach at Tusculum. Right. It is. I mean, it's it's awesome. But, like, I just it just it just it makes me sick for those kids. Like, it's all about the kids. It's not about coaching. But, like, right. it's, it's those kids, man. Like, Obi Toppin, obviously, he's fine. He's going to go to the league, probably be – if they don't take him top five, they're crazy, I think. Yeah. Um, but you got to think, those guys from ETSU, those players, like a lot of those guys, yeah, they might – pros might see like, oh, look, they had a good season. But, like, there's no – there's nothing better than a kid like that going off in the NCAA tournament, beating Louisville or beating like a Kentucky or beating a mm-hmm. Tennessee or whatever it is, whatever team first round or something. And then maybe going on and winning two or three more rounds. Like, like look at that. Uh, that looks good on You know right. what I'm saying? Like, Get your foot on different. the map. Yeah. So it's all about the kids, and that, like, just makes me sick. Like, even right. um, Tusculum, our girls won it all this year. Um, Coach Carter done a phenomenal job with them. Um, they won it all, and he actually did get a job um, from LMU. It's in our conference, but, you know, it's just a better situation for him. So he mm-hmm. ended up taking that job. But, like, those girls fought so hard, and, like, they weren't supposed to win it all. Like, Queens, I think it's – I can't remember who dominates the girls' conference usually, but, like, they – like, people around the school even didn't think that us or the girls had a chance of, like, making a run. And, like, there there they go, like, having the best season like they had in a long time, maybe ever. Yeah. And then it's just like, oh, they wake up. They were, they were on the road. They were at the gym about to play, and then they canceled it. They were dressed, about to go out to warm-ups, and I think they canceled it. I think they played the first game that night. And then they canceled it right before the second game. Wow. I mean, you know, at that point, go ahead and let them play that second game. That's what what I say. But now, like, those girls are crying sick. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. I would be. I was sick for them. I would be too. Yeah. Because, like, we didn't even get to stay. Coach Burton stayed back and watched them win it all. But, like, we – I drove – we drive vans. Um, So, I drove one of the vans back right after our game. Because we didn't want to make the guys stay, you know, after mm-hmm. they lost. And, but, like, I didn't get to see them win at all. But I was going—I was planning on going to their first round. Um, but it worked out to where it was just like I've, my mom and dad freaked out. I came home for the weekend. I went back down there thinking, like, oh, it's not as big a deal as it says. And then there it goes. Everything's shutting down. Yeah. But if you look That's at Tennessee's like... numbers, go look at Tennessee's numbers compared to, like, Kentucky's and everywhere else. They didn't take the precautions that we did, like, yeah. early on. Right. The numbers are like triple. Like it's crazy. Like people in uh, Eastern Tennessee were just living lives like normal. Like when I was mm-hmm. down there, like it was like, eh. yeah. Was um, 
Tennessee was one of the first places to have confirmed cases, weren't I think so. They? They were up I'm there. pretty sure. Yeah. They were like one of the yeah, they were one of the first ones. No, I didn't know that yeah, I knew that they were like they really hadn't taken that much precaution at the beginning of yeah. it. And yeah, it's just, it's just all really it's just all really crazy. It's all really sudden too, you know. Yeah, there's no one to blame. There's no one to like right. it's just one of those things is like, God, like almost no matter what you do, if something goes bad, you're gonna get you're gonna look bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if our governor he's done a phenomenal job in Kentucky, but like mm-hmm. if he would have done all that and it wouldn't have helped, then he would look like a clown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thankfully that he's we're flattening out the curve finally. I think we're in the right path to do that. But yeah. Right. I don't know. Is it what do you guys like, got going on exciting? What's what's going on exciting you? Nothing. Logan's gonna graduate soon. Kinda, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully. Give, uh, give him a couple weeks. Yeah. Not a thing. Like, All um, I have done is play Xbox. Yeah. See, yeah, like you guys, you guys know that I'm like yeah, a person. I bet. Oh yeah, we should all play. We definitely should. We should stream it. I got a Twitch. I got a Twitch too, bro. I don't. <laughs> I don't Twitch. I don't Twitch. Sometimes. Uh, but I'm like one who thrives on routine and so like oh i know this (laughs) this has killed me i still try to keep a routine as much as i can Mm -hmm. like i go like if i'm being honest i go run by myself i'm not like with people i know i shouldn't be out in public but like i'm not around anyone i'm by myself so like i go run and i do like things to keep me busy and try to keep the same routine every day just so i have that yeah but uh i've never watched so many youtube videos in my life (laughs) i recently i've been taking doing a lot of like yard work like yard work type jobs yeah Mm -hmm. i've become i might become a professional landscaper by the end of this you You start your own business like i've done in the past day i've done i've moved topsoil i've like dug out where an old like concrete slab was I've thrown grass seed. I've laid down landscaper's tarp. I've laid down, like, it's everything. I've cut grass a couple Gravel. times. Gravel. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Cut Thanks. grass a couple times. Yeah, I got out of the lawn like yesterday. That's about it. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> the only time I've been out the house in a while, so, I mean. Yeah, it's a crazy time, but. It really is. We got to take it for what it is. I mean, like that's, what, like, that's what we always try to do, definitely as a coaching staff. Like, we're trying to make – our time at Tusculum, the best time in the world for us and the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, we don't have like, if you know, like Tusculum, we're the oldest school in Tennessee, old, oldest college in Tennessee. Um, and they really do a great job. We have a great community. Like Greenville's an awesome place. Um, we have great staff. Like our athletic director is awesome. Like he keeps, you know, he makes sure we're doing what we're doing, like supposed to be doing. But we have like, he's got great support staff. Like all the other coaches there are great, but like, we don't have the facilities that some schools have. Uh, we don't have the money that some schools have. Like we're driving vans, like rental vans to our games. Some fields are showing up in like big buses and like, you know, things like that. But like, we try to stay positive. Cause like, mm. I honestly, I'm a firm believer in like positivity is like the most powerful thing in the world. Like, oh, yeah. like kindness and positivity are like, they go further than anything else. Mm. That's just I totally like, agree. But it is what it is. I'm trying to stay positive. I don't know if you guys saw Logan probably saw my video. I put it out on like Facebook and Instagram. Um, just kind of like encouraging people to like get out 
and not get out and like go to public places, but like get out, like stay active, like do what you love. Yeah. Like I went over and like did a big project at my grandparents' house just cause like, I know they can't do it and they don't need to be out anyway. Mm-hmm. And like, just like that, like refresh me, like humble me too. And it's like doing things like that. I think are good for like the soul and like just things like right now. Like I know like everybody's hours getting cut. People aren't getting paid, but like you can still do stuff for free. Like Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I went and uh, when, I was, when I said I went and cut the grass, I went and cut my grandpa's uh, grass yeah. uh, just to try to do something for him, you know. How's he doing? He's good. He's good. He's uh he's. He stay. He knows. He knows. He has to stay in as much as I'm he hates surprised. it. I'm surprised. I was yeah. gonna say he probably hates it. He can't stand it. Uh, but he's he's staying busy. There's a lot to do yeah. on the farm. So uh, yeah, that's um, true. That's gonna be a motor. I'm gonna have a farm. Yeah. I wish I had a farm. Like, I'm about to start one. You should. I don't know. Uh, just during this, just start one. Just. <laughs> Man, your parents just, your parents yeah, just straight come farm home. <laughs> yeah, just come home. Got about like 15 yeah, cattle out back. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, where did uh, what, what you got there? <laughs> Look at that. I'm starting the farm, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, Brooks, uh, you said you were, I don't know, you said you're starting a little bit of a garden. Yeah. Uh, Is it like a windowsill garden or are you like actually outside? Like, no, nah, it'll eventually be outside. Um, I'm a big banana pepper fan. I don't know mm-hmm. if anybody else is or not. Yeah, I really um, like them. I think. I think it's like just it adds flavor to anything. Like put it on pizza, oh, yeah. you can put it on burgers, you can put it on. I can eat them like like an apple. I'm just like bite yeah. into them. Well, like I could eat them like cut up. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've actually I bought two plants that have already grown. They're a very hard plant to like start. Like I bought seeds, and you had to plant the seeds. They might not even break the ground for four weeks. Really? And then you can't plant them outside until like week eight. Mm-hmm. And then you might not get peppers. I think it says like 75 days. Yeah. Until like, so like I might not get peppers until. Something that's really food. easy so like, is a tomato. They're really yeah. easy too. I don't like tomatoes though. That's right. You don't. I, knew that. I like ketchup, but I don't like tomatoes. Yeah. That's how oh I'm my on. God. I have a little garden above my house. I completely forgot. What do you grow? I don't remember. <laughs> how long has been since i've been up there dude <laughs> dang it's probably all dead now. it's no more yeah it's not existent now uh when i first started this job with the discovery center one of my first projects was i was going to start a community garden yeah. it didn't happen because like i couldn't get anyone to help me like it was supposed to be for like kids it was going to be like a, a kid's community garden where they could come in and work on stuff and you know grow their and be proud of it and then hopefully eventually like i was going to have them have their own like farmer's market where they could uh, sure. sell their produce that they grew or whatever um but it didn't it didn't work out but uh last year i learned i learned a lot about gardening learned i found uh, i got books on how long stuff takes to grow and what to do and all that stuff it was really cool it was really interesting um, but I wish yeah, I would have br- just done it anyway. I think it sounds kind of weird, but I really like have used growing that as like an escape and like, it's kind of like almost like a kid, like having a kid, like you sit yeah. there and like see them grow and like things yeah. like that. And it just like puts you in perspective because you can't rush it. No matter what right. you do, they're not going to grow faster. Um, 
you gotta be careful. You gotta be gentle with them. You gotta like care for them. I mean, thankfully they aren't like crying and like yelling at me and pooping their pants, but like, yeah, you know, it's just like, you get the, that's one thing I picked up. Cause I know like, you know, my dad, thankfully he's still blessed. Uh, he can work. He goes to work every day. Like he might have to take like a week or so off, but like he's doing that. My mom's a teacher. So she's like, they're still working from home, but like thankfully we were blessed enough to like, so they can still work. But like, you know, I'm trying to stay, like, I'm doing my part, like, staying inside, staying away from everybody, because, like, we can't risk my dad getting sick. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's he's bringing in the money for the house, and, like, but I've done a ton of work around the house, and then, like, just working on those plants, like, stuff like that. I'm about to grow jalapenos. My sister likes jalapenos, so I'm going to add that to the garden, um, but it's just, like, so tedious, but, like, and you know me. Logan knows me probably better than most people. Like, I'm not good when it comes to, like, something not like if something's supposed to work or something's supposed to happen, like I'm expecting it to like work. Like I don't, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like my patients are not very good when it comes to like some things. And I think that's really like been eye opening. This has been very eye opening. I catch myself. <laughs> like I still working on my master's classes, but like other than my master's classes, other than recruiting a master's classes, like I have nothing. So yeah. it's just like, I've been playing too much call of duty. Yeah. Uh, Listen, dude, I'm gonna come out of this a pro. The way yeah. I've been playing. Like games. I told my mom, I'm gonna become a professional streamer by the end of this, or a professional TikToker. I haven't decided <laughs> yet. But, but that's another thing, like TikTok. Like we talked about platforms. Like I was playing Call of Duty with this guy that lives in Louisville. I'm not gonna say names, so I don't know if he wants me to or not. But uh, I guess I can say his brother. His brother's name is like his love Anthony on TikTok. Dude's got like eight seven point eight oh. million followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah um long story short i don't want to get like personal and stuff because i don't think he like wants to people knowing it but like he makes well over eighty five thousand dollars a month doing tiktok and some months are wow. a lot higher than others because wow. of deals he gets the sponsorships he gets is that why you started doing some tiktoks Logan, what are we doing with our life not making tiktoks well, this, you know we need to when this on that. when this podcast Ooh. blows up you know, you see, that's what that's what I'm hoping. Write me a check. I'm yeah, not expecting a check this time, but like you know, maybe in the future. <laughs> hopefully, if we get lucky enough. Yeah. No, you just gotta keep going. Yeah. I was for some reason I was like expecting this to blow up after the first episode, and uh, that didn't happen. So no, I but like gave up. it's it's like with anything, like like I think there's so many more outlets for the youth and people our age. Than there ever has been like oh yeah like uh, you gotta think back in our grandparents and great-grandparents days they worked in the factory or on the farm because that's all they had mm-hmm. and like um you know and they were worried like they were living paycheck to paycheck not really worrying about it but like look what happened when the great depression hit wow. like they had nothing to do like mm-hmm. they were like it was just crazy so i think like you know like i said earlier we had to just take it and like be blessed for it because like how many people can say, oh, I started making videos on an app and make $80,000 a month? Yeah. Right. Like, if you told, if you told it to a guy, like, 50, 100 years ago, <clears throat> like, they'd be sick. Like, yeah. And it's just kind of like a thing. Like, I don't care about money. Like, I've come to that conclusion. Like, obviously, money makes the world go around. But, like, I've never, like how many times have you woken up and been like, dang, we're, like, am I going to be able to pay for what I need to pay for today? Like, yeah. they, like I just think, like, we just got to take it, like, that's what I'm just think like pray about and like be thankful about every day is like they you know, I think I think now like even with this pandemic going on, like we still have so many more chances to like 
make something of ourselves, chase our dreams and like do things like that than we ever have. So it's like, mm -hmm. that's why I've been so much more encouraging. Like even my friends that are rapping, like there's a kid in Winchester, his name is Brandon Barber. Um, I think he goes by B-Sav is his rap name, but he's like very talented. Uh, the kid makes all the songs, makes his own beats and records in his car. Cause there's like good acoustics in your car, I guess. But he was like making really good music. And like, I'm encouraging him. Like people call him crazy. People call him like no chance, but like he's working a full-time job to like pay the bills. But like he has a chance to blow up. Like, it's just like mm. with today's world. Like, so that's why I keep encouraging people. Like don't stop. Like definitely you guys, like the podcast world's so big that like, you never know. Right, like, once yeah. you get a follow. Yeah. I think it's like a, like with today's technology, it's a domino effect, it's like a snowball effect. I mean, like you get a few followers, they start sharing it. You get a few more followers, they start sharing it. And like, oh, there's a hundred. Oh, well, those hundred are going to share it to this. Those hundred are going to share it to this. It's like, yeah, like influencers uh, today. Like that's how it works. Like, I I had the good, I had the great idea to follow a bunch of people on our Instagrams yesterday, and. Yeah. uh Instagram kind of blocked me. We talked about this earlier. Instagram kind of blocked me from following any other people. Yeah, that's actually so, funny. So I don't know like how long. Brooke said twelve hours, right? Before, so I'll check yeah, I again. So. I don't know. I'll check again tonight to see if I'm able. But I, I guess I followed like probably four hundred people yesterday. Got about half of them followed me back already. So yeah, we have almost two hundred followers now. We're right, at one ninety seven. So, and I was thinking, like, you know, I kind of said at the beginning, like, I really don't want to have to follow people, but that was not working. And I started thinking, I've personally been followed by different podcasts um, who have done that, try to build their brand. And I was like, maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe yeah. we need to start following people. People probably just don't know about us. Right. You know? Like, we share it, but how often – Okay, think about it from like your perspective. How often do you like see something that someone shares? You just kind of click past it. You don't really give it a second thought. If it doesn't have to do with you, if it doesn't have to do with something personal, you know. Right. Like most of the time, I, you know, I, I'm pretty bad for that. Um, just like clicking past it without even mm -hmm. giving it a chance, seeing what it is, really. Right. So. I'm and sure I'm a, most like, people like that. And I'm like a very firm believer in like, you just got to keep going. Like being yeah. consistent is the most important thing in the world. Like yeah. when it comes to like, you know, you can't, you can't take a week off. Like you just can't, you can't take a day off. Like in this case, like you can't take an episode off. Like yeah. you just can't, like if you want to be successful, if you're just doing it for a hobby, then it's one thing, but like, yeah, you got to be consistent with it. And that's what I've really tried to get myself to do. Like in the past, like, couple months is like just being consistent like working out running like whatever it is like mm -hmm. if you do everything consistent like i think running is a really good thing like mm -hmm. when it comes to consistency because like i can run you know like where i started off like who would ever thought i could go out and run three miles right now and like less than you know around eight minutes a mile like, i would yeah. never tell myself like there's no chance but like just being consistent with it like it's like anything though like slow slow and steady wins the race yeah and it's like, if you guys like do the social media is like, just be active with people, like joke around with them, comment on stuff, like, mm -hmm. you know, and then we never know, like what happens, like, all right, yeah, you got a division two basketball GA on here that you grew up with, but like, what's happening, like one guy listening to this, like, oh, I know Brooks, or oh, I know, or mm -hmm. oh, I'm a GA for UK, or I'm a GA for Louisville, like, oh, that'd be cool to be on there, like share my yeah. story, because like, a lot of people at my levels don't get to share their stories, a lot of assistant coaches don't get to share their stories, or like, right. 
And it's just like people like to see. I love to hear like behind the scenes stuff of like where things work. Like yeah, I do too. Obviously, Rock. I'm not gonna like share like secrets, anything like that. Like we don't really have secrets, but like like people might not know like what goes on behind like a D2 basketball team. Like 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 me, I didn't you know before. Yeah. Like hopefully I shared enough today that like you know it's pretty cool like I opening, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It is cool. I mean, the story behind a lot of coaches that you see, like in the professional standpoint, it's like from where they came from to where they are now. It's really interesting. It's very like impressive how a lot of them have uh, really evolved. There's so many different, like, there's like, everybody has like an idea of how they're going to make it. But like Mm -hmm. most of the time that idea is not how they make it. Right. It's like something else that they just got good at. Right. It's crazy. Uh, Frank uh, Vogel, if you listen to this episode, uh, hit us up. We'd like to have you, you know, see how the Lakers are doing for me. Yeah. And you, like, you need, like, I'll try, I'll throw it out there. Obviously, I'll share it all on my social media, but, like, it'd be cool to get some other coaches on here, too. Yeah. I know you don't want to do just coaches, but, like, I know. We're open to anybody, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoy having guests. I mean. Yeah, I like hearing everybody's stories. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was telling you. I think, I think it'll, I think it'll flourish, too, because, like, all you got to do is, like, you start getting a few people to tell their story, like all of their friends, family are going to hear it. Yeah. And like, you know, that shares it with all of them. And they're like, Oh, well, what if they're friends with this so-and-so and they would get on here and like, they hit you up. Right. Yeah. It just keeps growing and growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but that's what we were kind of talking about before. I like, you know, if I, if I have you on the show, if we have you on the show, we kind of want it to be about you. We want you to like feel like it's 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 your episode in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll you know be like I was talking to Logan before this. So I was like, oh, what do you want to talk about? He's like, no, what do you want to talk about? I said, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like it was pretty cool though because like I, everybody like I like to talk. I know I like to talk, but like you know, yeah. I think it's a good way for people to get on here and share their story. Like everybody has a different story. Like mine's uh-huh. a lot of like faith driven, but you know you got you get a guy on here that's not a Christian or something like that. Like hear his story. There's mm-hmm. a lot to learn from it too. It's just yeah. like you know, I trust in God to carry me where I'm so, or take me where I'm supposed to go. But like you know, some other someone else might believe in something else or like something mm-hmm. happened in their life and you know, see um, story. A lot of times, whenever it comes to like coaches and athletes and stuff, they don't really have the opportunity to like talk yeah. about their story. See, I watched yeah. a uh, I watched a podcast the other day. It was they had uh, Carl Anthony Towns on there, and he was you know he was talking about how like. He's really big in the gaming and yeah. all kinds of different stuff that like you wouldn't really expect out of someone of his like magnitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's really interesting to be able to hear a different side of like a lot of these players that some you wouldn't really expect, you know? Yeah. And another thing, another really cool thing that JT Burton <clears throat> coach has taught me is like he treats everybody as a person. Mm-hmm. So like that's why like Josh and all those guys like love him because like he talks to them like they're a person, not like they're the athlete they saw on TV last night. Right. Yeah. And I think that's like a really good approach to like, like obviously some people love the limelight, love being in the spotlight, love the attention. But like at the end of the day, they want someone there that like will treat them like a person and not like, you know, right. oh, so-and-so. Yeah. So that's just kind of like a very, like, you know, like he told me, like he coach asked me the other day, like, what would you do if LeBron James walked in here? And I was like, well, I'd probably be in shock. It's like, wow. I'm like, cause he's LeBron James. He's like, <laughs> He's still a person. I'm like, yeah. But it is what it is. Like, I think it's just a really cool, mm-hmm. really cool, like, just 
output on it. And like a, that's what like, like you said, like a lot of athletes don't get to share their story. They're just mm-hmm. getting paid to play. They're just Rob, they're just a number and a last name on the back of a jersey to people. Mm-hmm. Rob, exactly. And that goes along with LeBron starting that whole more than an athlete brand, yeah. you know, to be able to have that show that he has, uh, where people get to tell their stories, and it's really. It's really a good thing that uh, all those different stories really get out there and you can really see who people like really are instead of just Absolutely. someone that hits a last second shot or something like that, you know? Yeah. And it's crazy. Like everybody's got a different story. Like I said earlier, right. it's just like some of those athletes have like very cool stories. I think mine's kind of boring, but like nah. compared to some, like it's I mean, pretty. You quit your job and move to another state overnight. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> fair enough. Which I mean, I mean I've never I've never done that. <laughs> not yet. Not to do it. Not yet. <laughs> not no, yeah, yeah. I hope I encourage you to do that. <laughs> I'm uh No, I, that's you I don't want like I don't want to get thing like I don't want to get it twisted. Like I don't want people to like be rational or mm. irrational, my bad. But like like I knew I wasn't where I was supposed to be and I got an opportunity. So I took it. Right. But like I think God puts you in the place where you're supposed to be no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. I think he put me in there as an insurance agent to see how I liked it. Because he did his uh, free will. So, it's like, you know, you make your own choices, but, like, God puts you where he wants you or puts you there for a reason. And, like, yeah. like I said, like, I think I would have been happy there. Like, I really would have been. But I just don't think I was mature enough or, like, in a place to where I was ready to, like, completely settle down. Like, I think it almost scared me. Mm. Like, and I was like, dang, like, you know. And then it opened me up. Like, I'm not doing what I told myself I was going to do as a kid like here I am falling in the mind of just doing what the world's telling me to do instead of what I want to do yeah but like you can yeah. you can find happiness in anything you do though oh yeah like, that's what's important yeah as um as a teacher once told me never go for what you love go for the money <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <Perfect>. absolutely <laughs> and that's the thing too like I think there's I like this is my last thought for the podcast. I know we're kind of running along, but like, I think there's two choices you can make when you're going into college or like, you know, going into a career. You can either A, chase some money and be miserable for a while and make really good money and have a very fulfilling life when it comes to things like, oh, I've always wanted to do this. I always want to travel there. I always wanted to own this car. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, forget about the money. I want to live a very, like, you can still live a very fulfilled life but you feel like you feel yourself with like friendships. You feel yourself with like kindness. You feel yourself with like, like all these relationships, things like that, like in love instead of like, you know, experiences instead of things. And it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with either direction. Like mm-hmm. I know people that went into a career just cause they were gonna make a lot of money and they were happy because the things they got to do because of the money. So it's like, but then I also know like some, like my grandpa's the happiest guy in the world. Like, yeah, he was a Hall of Fame coach, but like, he didn't get paid money for that back then. Like, it was nothing. Right. And, like, he worked for FCA his whole life, didn't really get paid much there. But he had a fundraiser salary, but he's the happiest man in the world. Mm. Like, he had, and he's, like, content with everything. So, it's just, like, mm-hmm. I think there's two different routes, and there's not a wrong way. But I think you just got to be – you just got to be passionate about one way or the other and just go with it. Yeah. Right. And, like, no, and don't let yourself get easily – Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He cut out. I got, like, miserable or something. Oh, you, you, you cut out. But, like, I think – I'll go back to it. Like, I think um, 
like, you know, I could have easily caught myself like working with coaches. Like I can put myself in a dark place cause I'm not getting paid much money. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then you turn around, like I could be working for a lot of money and get to turn myself into a dark place. Cause I'm working so much, not having like the relationship I used to have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to pick your poison, but you have to be able to like control it and like figure out what you want to actually mm-hmm. do and then go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's my exactly. last thought. Seems like it's true. But I think people yeah. just see too much on social media. Oh yeah. Oh gotta, yeah. You just gotta, you just gotta trust what you like, what you think's right. And just do it. Mm-hmm. So. And see, uh, um, a good story is Jimmy Butler. He was straight homeless. Mm-hmm. And he sent his uh, application to uh, Marquette from a McDonald's fax machine. Wow. Yeah. And That's now, yeah, look that. at him now. It really is crazy. Yeah. Just tons of different stories, tons of different opportunities of just people chasing what they love. And, you know, it's not always going to work out, but. I think that's kind of like the beauty in it. You don't really know what's going to happen. You just still, yeah. but you just got to keep working at it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. chase it until you can't chase it anymore. Yeah. And then, and then make a decision. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, uh, you got you anything else? Out, well, you know, I, I was told that I was told that Zoom is only going to let us have a 40 minute meeting, but we've been on for an hour or a little less than an hour. So, I don't know. So I guess, but uh, do you have anything else? No. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, I'm all good. Hopefully I didn't talk too much. No. No, that's a good episode. We appreciate yeah. you sharing, sharing your story like that. Yeah. No I don't, so, like you uh, said, like I don't get to share it very often. So. Yeah. It's really awesome. So uh, join us, join us next week for hopefully another episode, probably another zoom call episode. More than likely. May may try to get someone on. Uh, we'll see. Brooks, we'll, see. We'll, uh, we'll have you on again. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. Hopefully I'll be uh, a little bit deeper in the career and have more sh- more to share, but we'll yeah. see. There's always know. more. There's always more to the story. There's always going to be more. Absolutely. So, uh, right. well, we appreciate everybody listening. And, of course, Brooks, for coming on. Yeah. No problem. The GOAT. And uh, follow us on all our social medias. Play it at the beginning of the episode, all our different accounts and all that. So uh, do you have anything you really want to shout out, Brooks? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. Um, maybe Coach Burton. Um, you know, he's been really influential in my life. Definitely mm-hmm. recently he gave me the opportunity. Like, he didn't have to let me jump on halfway through a season. Um, Justin Chartrand, he's been there since day one of me, since at Moorhead. Uh, obviously my family it would not be possible without my father and mother like sacrificing money and mm-hmm. things like that for me to be able to do this um my grandparents always both both sets of grandparents uh, and just my family as a whole like i have the most supportive family and friends uh definitely logan and those guys i can't list them all but um they've been so helpful and inspirational and like supporting me like i had people drive down the games and things like that logan drove down the game um that means a lot um other than that that's about it i know i gave a shout out to xavier moon i'll make sure he tunes <laughs> in uh, hopefully he'll share the episode but he's nice. a, he's also an inspiration i know he's an inspiration to a lot of basketball players too so great well everyone we appreciate you listening logan send us off bye <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>